This is the Capital Literature Podcast, bringing you investment letters and audio. The Capital Literature Podcast is a SEBITS capital service for the investment community. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All rights belong to the respective owners. Wasatch Micro Cap Value Fund, Fourth Quarter, 2021 We're particularly optimistic regarding technology as it continues to increase productivity and reduce labor costs. Overview During the fourth quarter of 2021, the Wasatch Micro Cap Value Fund, investor class rose 0.98% and outperformed the benchmark Russell Microcap Index, which declined minus 2.66%. The fund's outperformance of the benchmark came from favorable stock selections and from advantageous sector and country weights, which resulted from our bottom-up, fundamental analysis of individual companies. For the full year, the fund gained 26.78% as the benchmark added 19.34%. While 2021 was a good year for small caps and micro caps, performance was volatile. Hawkish comments made by the U.S. Federal Reserve, Fed, and uncertainty over the fast-spreading Omicron variant of COVID-19 rattled investors and caused many stocks to give back earlier gains. For both the quarter and the year, micro-caps underperformed their large-cap counterparts. From a sector perspective, we were underweighted in the poor-performing healthcare sector. Moreover, our healthcare names declined significantly less than the benchmark positions. In healthcare, where biotechnology and pharmaceutical stocks took a beating due to regulatory concerns and an overabundance of biotech initial public offerings, IPOs. As healthcare stocks have become somewhat out of favor and have been trading at lower valuations, we've been stepping up our research on the sector. Beyond healthcare, our stock selections within industrials and information technology were key drivers of outperformance relative to the benchmark. By contrast, our stock selections in financials and consumer discretionary were disadvantageous. Regarding geographical weightings, both our U.S. exposure and our international exposure generated benchmark beating performance overall. Outside the U.S., the United Kingdom, Israel, Canada and Australia were our best contributors by country. At the other end of the spectrum, Germany, France, Ireland and Japan were our largest attractors by country. Relative to our U.S. holdings, our high-quality international names appear attractive to us based on their generally lower valuations and their diversification characteristics. Details of the quarter. The individual holding that contributed the most to fund performance for the fourth quarter was Red Violet Incorporated, RDVTA software and services company that specializes in the collection and analysis of big data and leverages its proprietary machine learning software to turn seemingly disparate data points into real-time insights on people, businesses and assets. Although we no longer consider Red Violet inexpensive, we still think the stock has room to run. The global pandemic has bolstered several trends regarding digital transformation as well as the pace of technological adoption by businesses and consumers. We believe these macro trends will provide a persistent tailwind for companies like Red Violet and support an acceleration of growth. Bowman Consulting Group Limited, BWMN, was also a large contributor. Bowman is an engineering consulting firm that delivers a broad range of real estate, energy, infrastructure and environmental management services to both public and private clients in the U.S. The company's projects include large commercial developments, master planned communities and local transportation projects. Bowman recently announced quarterly revenue of $39.7 million, representing a year-over-year increase of 25%, which was the greatest quarterly revenue in the company's history. Moreover, Bowman has made several notable acquisitions that we believe will be highly accretive to earnings. For example, 
the company acquired Keybart Incorporated, which should help Bowman expand into building services and into mechanical, electrical and plumbing, MEP, practices. Another significant contributor was Impinge Incorporated, PI, a leading maker of radio frequency identification, RFID, chips, readers and software. Impinge helps clients digitally transform their businesses by enabling wireless connectivity of everyday physical items. For example, the company's connectivity platform allows retailers to count and track individual items for inventory management and touch-free checkout and to optimize supply chains, while safeguarding data and ensuring privacy. The company's products are used in a variety of business segments including retail, manufacturing and healthcare. Impinge saw sales jump roughly 60% year-over-year in the third quarter of 2021, which was a strong rebound from the pandemic-impacted third quarter of 2020. Currently, the retail segment is the largest market for the company's refid tags and readers, and resurgent sales in this segment have helped Impinge post strong revenue growth. The individual holding that detracted the most from fund performance for the fourth quarter was Aspen Group Incorporated, ASPU an education company that operates two online universities. In 2014, the company shifted its focus to launching post-licensure online nursing programs for existing registered nurses. Prior to the global pandemic, there was a significant nursing shortage that for years affected how patient care was delivered. Now, COVID-19 has exacerbated nursing shortages and other deficiencies in the healthcare system. But despite the strongest demand for nursing staff ever seen, enrollments into Aspen's online nursing programs have been declining. We believe the Omicron variant will worsen the fatigue felt by nurses and this variant as well as other potential variants will have lingering effects on the nursing profession. After considerable re-evaluation, we no longer think Aspen can overcome the pandemic-related headwinds and we sold our position in the company. Open Lending Corporation, LPRO, was also a large detractor. The company provides loan analytics, risk-based pricing and automated decision technology for lenders who serve car buyers. Although open lending is classified as a financial company, it incurs no credit risk. Instead, open lending offers a fee-based platform that enables lenders to assess the creditworthiness of car buyers more accurately. While third-quarter earnings results were strong, management lowered fourth-quarter loan origination guidance due to extremely low inventory levels on dealer lots resulting from supply chain issues and production slowdowns at auto manufacturers. Also, price increases have been especially tough on car buyers with below prime credit. While these challenges could persist into 2022, we continue to like the fact that open lending has a strong business model and continues to grow its partner network, which should be beneficial as inventory levels normalize. We remain excited about open lending's long-run growth opportunity. Another significant detractor was Tactile Systems Technology Incorporated, TCMDA developer of compression devices used at home by patients to treat non-healing wounds and reduce the swelling caused by lymphedema, a serious and often debilitating condition. We had owned the company since its IPO. The stock was down because investors, including us, were impatient over delayed sales and earnings stemming from patients' reluctance to visit doctors amid the ongoing pandemic. Moreover, news of increased competition was the final straw in our decision to exit our position. Current and future holdings are subject to risk. Outlook As we begin the new year, we expect to see multiple forces that could hamper economic growth and cause market volatility to stay elevated. In particular, stocks will likely be impacted when the Fed acts on its desire to raise interest rates. Moreover, supply chain problems, labor shortages, rising wages and overall inflationary pressures will probably be with us for the intermediate term. The latest report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics showed that the Consumer Price Index rose 6.8% over the past 12 months. 
This was the sharpest annual increase in 39 years, vastly surpassing the Fed's target rate. Furthermore, with the spread of the Omicron variant, companies around the world are bracing themselves for the likelihood of more shutdowns, further disrupting supply chains and manufacturing processes. With these challenges in mind, we continue to be bullish on high-quality micro-cap companies with unique products and services, strong pricing power and significant profit margins. We're especially focused on companies in which labor isn't an overly large component of input costs. Because we anticipate the potential for profit margins to be pinched and economic development to be muted in the year ahead, we're making an effort to consolidate our holdings in what we think are the best. Of the best companies. Despite the headwinds we see in 2022, we also expect to witness the continuation of secular growth opportunities, particularly in technology as it continues to increase productivity and reduce labor costs for businesses. We see value creation and growth themes in areas such as semiconductors, industrial automation, software as a service, digitalization of mundane processes and advancement of medical procedures. Thank you for the opportunity to manage your assets. Sincerely, Brian Bithrow.